Good morning and welcome. Happy Tuesday, Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number of physical delivery of wealth insurance, gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. You know, something our founding fathers, they knew these days were going to come. They tried to prevent it, but unfortunately we are stuck, at least for the time being, with fiat money. And how crazy of a day has it been just 20, what, 23 hours ago when I left. A lot has changed. We're going to bring you up to speed. Trade wars. How many billions can I slap on you, and how much is it going to cost to retaliate? We're going to break it all down for you. Our, uh, the website, allamericangold.com. Don't forget about that. Make it part of your daily routine in case you missed it. The Chinese had retaliated against our $50 billion of tariffs with their own $50 billion of tariffs. President Trump responded with, okay, we're going to add $200 billion in tariffs. And if you retaliate against that, we're going to add another $200 billion worth of tariffs. I know it's hard to keep up. China says they're going to retaliate. We're going to try to break it all down. What does it all mean? I will tell you this right now, uh, soybean farmers taking it on the chin. Uh, lowest price in, I think, 10 years on, on soybeans. Uh, China, the largest consumer of soybeans in the world. I think over half of all the soybeans that... Uh, get farmed here in the United States, go to China. Uh, so we'll keep an eye, our eye on that. How would you like to be a soybean farmer today? That's not where you wanted to be. Uh, but none of that really matters. Again, I told you, you know, we knew we were going to want it all back. And the reason why we wanted it all back is because we realized, hey, you know what, we really did want to do those jobs. Remember that was why we gave it all away, if you can believe it or not. This all had to do with fiat money. Central bankers, globalism, and all this stuff. And now, of course, uh, we're sitting here on the precipice of complete disaster. They're trying to act like it's not going to matter. But none of that is really the important, and it always is. The thing that they talk the most about most of the time isn't the real news. The real news has been happening in this bond market, which they don't talk about. They try to, it's different this time. And we will look at uh, market bond yields inverting. Uh, foreign bonds have inverted. Corporate bonds inverted this morning. Uh, U.S. Treasuries, it's the closest to inversion I've seen yet. As a matter of fact, I think the difference between a seven-year note and a ten-year note is less than four one-hundredths of a basis point. But every day, just remember, the United States has to sell debt. And they have to sell lots of it. The primary... The primary way we do that 
is in short-term bonds, short-term treasuries. Nine, I don't know about 90, but 80, 80 to 90% of all the bonds we sell have yields of two years or less. The most prolific one being what the three-month and six-month treasury auctions. Yesterday, we had to sell tens of billions of dollars in six-month notes. Something happened yesterday afternoon. Nobody talked about it. Nobody wanted to, to mention what happened. But it was the only one other time in the last decade has the number been worse. And, of course, that was this year as well. And it was almost, I mean, just a pinch, almost the worst bond auction since they changed the way they, they calculate them. I want to throw that in. I'll get to that in a minute. But the worst bond auction for foreign buyers in a decade. Well, second worst. The worst being uh, way back in February. You know, way, way back in February, our foreigners, we talked about it yesterday, the United States is having issues selling its debt. They don't want to talk about it. They want to say it's a trade war. They want to say uh, that that don't worry, the U.S. is look at look at how great the stock market is. Of course, stock market is now down again for the year. Not surprised, down three hundred points. Uh, we've got this big dollar rally that's been uh, been going on uh, because of the bond market. We're going to break it all down for you. We're going to tell you how bad it was. What does it mean for all of us? And how much more expensive are things really going to get as the trade war picks up? Oh, and also, I will tell you this. I'm also going to tell you some of the items that are exempt. These are, I'm going to guess, these are things that can no longer be made in the United States. Pretty interesting list. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. It's different this time. And, well, stocks are going to have great earnings. Of course, most all of it because of the tax cut. And I'm going to news for you. All these earnings are all going to have to be revised if after what's happened over the last, oh, about week or so with all the the trade tariffs, the dollar rally, and right, these are, let's face it, most of these companies are not American companies. I mean, they're listed on the American Stock Exchange. These are globalist international companies. Uh, I, I think the, the, and this is kind of, I think really the big the big reason for the sell-off, and I don't know what is this, five, six days in a row now, they haven't been huge, right? We haven't seen like a thousand-pointer. Is under the realization, they're not quite there yet, they still want to live in denial, that the earnings that they were hoping for aren't going to be there. Now, they're still going to be better, at least for the rest of this year, because of the tax cuts. Uh, but I think we're going to see a lot of all of these things start coming in. But here's the big thing. They don't want you to know yet. They hope you don't pay attention. But remember what we always tell you. 
fiat money always goes to zero. Look at Venezuela today. Now millionaires. You're not if you're a millionaire in Venezuela, you're poor now. <laughs> right? We kinda got that same thing. We're just running much slower. But every day we've got to line up and we've got to sell debt. Lots of it. Yesterday after gold closed, the results of yesterday's auction came in, and then gold rallied. Matter of fact, gold was up to about uh, what uh, twelve eighty two, twelve eighty three overnight, and then this morning they're trying to keep it below that twelve eighty. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it or not. Gold right now down a dollar at twelve seventy five. But here's here's what is normal. When the U.S. has a debt auction, and specifically a short-term debt auction, they'll usually have what they call a bid—they have a bid-to-cover ratio. And so, what what that means is, is uh, as an example, yesterday's cover forty-two billion dollars of six-month note, and that simply means that we had to sell. $42 billion in six-month treasury notes. We had other auctions as well, but there's $42 billion in that one. Normally, you'd get at least three to three and a half, really about three and a half on the six-month side. Times as many bids as needed. In other words, if you're auctioning off $42 billion, we would expect to see bids of 160, 150, 60, 170 billion dollars worth. And then, of course, we take the best one, right? Kind of a blind deal. You bid, I bid, everybody bids, and then and then we'll accept the bids that allow us to pay the least amount of interest. How it works? Yesterday was the biggest drop in record okay from a week to week we do this every week from last week to this week the largest drop in the bid to cover ratio on record now of course what's happened right the trade wars are heating up and all of a sudden, less and less people are showing up to the bond auction. Matter of fact, we barely, we, we eked out, what, about $116 billion was the total bid to cover. We had to sell 42 By the way, it's the second lowest bid to cover ratio since they changed how they calculated the numbers. So I could say ever, but in the last decade, it is the lowest number, which was 2.78. The lowest number was 2.74. We're going to keep our eye on it. I've been telling all of you, and I know it's hard, because this is a slower-moving thing. You need to get ready. Because you got to ask yourself a really simple question. Is these numbers going to get better, or are they going to get worse? And what I mean by that 
is the amount of issuance. Yesterday, we had to sell, I want to say the number was well over $100 because we had other, we had three-year notes and uh, two-month notes and two-year notes, right? We You have all these different ones. But the bid to covers are dropping all over the place. And then you've got to start asking yourself, well, what, what's this thing going to look like next year? What's the bond market going to look like in five years? And I know, heaven forbid, you actually want to look out ten years. Because <laughs> that's just so far. It's so far away. Remember two weeks ago, I just want to remind you what the, what the government told us two weeks ago. That everybody out there wanted to act like it wasn't a big deal. They took off four years off of Social Security. Four. Not the longer number, not that 2034. They don't want to touch that one yet. But last year, one year ago, they told us the Social Security Trust Fund would not get tapped until 2022. That was a year ago. Two weeks ago, they said, you know what? Man, our calculations were a little off. We're going to run into the trust fund this year. This is why I tell you 10 years isn't very long, especially when the government makes four-year adjustments over a one-year period. And by the way, the adjustments always go the wrong way. How big are these debt auctions going to be? Because you're sitting there, and I know a lot of you are well, you know, there's still $100 billion. People wanted to buy $100 billion. You know, they only needed to auction off $42. we are okay, double. Don't freak out. Do you know how much we're going to have to sell in five years? You know how big it's going to be in ten? Hundred billion is not going to be enough. It's not going to be close. But here's the problem: as the number gets bigger, look it up. I already did. As our number gets bigger, the bid to cover ratios keep falling. And, of course, they want us, oh, it's a trade war, or it's this, it's it's just the Russians. Not just the Russians. Not just the Chinese. It's not just England and Switzerland. It's everybody. And when you start really looking at it, and we can sit there, like I said, I said it the other day, I have no idea why gold went down the other day. It doesn't matter. It's not going to stay there. It's not going to stay there very long. And you start realizing what's happening today. Really, when you think about it, nothing really happened today. I mean, Trump made an announcement. But that one, you know, because, of, you know, it's, it's like the United... Here's one of the other differences, by the way, between us and China. 
China can do their stuff instantaneously. The Trump administration's got to go through the whole little court process and this and that before they actually can enact anything. Just so you know. But you start thinking about the size of the problem. And I love to keep going back, because you know what? I love to throw things in people's faces. You know, like Ben Bernanke now is talking about, in 2020, this is going to be a you-know-what you know show. Why? Because <laughs> he knows. He knows. Alan Greenspan. We're going to pay off the debt by 2010. Okay, we're only eight years past 2010. By the way, when he made those comments, it was only $5 trillion, and I say only. It's 21 in change. Why do you think he doesn't think this is going to work out very well? So when you want it, when you ask yourself what's really happening, it has nothing to do with the trade war. It has nothing to do with what the earnings on the stock market are going to be in the second and third quarter. You know, you know, and it's funny, when I watch the idiots talk on TV, that's all I hear. Well, the second quarter earnings, who cares? Second quarter, it's over. Second quarter ends in two weeks. What are the earnings going to look like next year? What are they going to look like in two years? Nobody wants to talk about it. And you know why they don't want to talk about it? The answer is really simple. Why wouldn't you want to talk about it? Because it's not good. If it was good, you'd hear about it. And they go on and they act like like nothing's happening. Right? Nobody wants to tell you that they didn't show up. Now, my, my guess is, what do you think the Chinese are going to do? Have you asked yourself, have you even thought about it? Do you even care? You know what I'm going to tell you? You better. It's one thing for the Russians to dump half of their treasury. Because that was only $50 billion. Only. If China dumps half of their treasury, that's an unfixable problem. Unfixable. That is something that would destabilize the entire market. And you know what? I can see them doing it. Because they know. They already know, you know, when they sit there and I love it, and people, oh, Trump's got all the cards. I hope he does. But I don't know if they really do or not. And so one of the things that, that I looked at was, what are the things that we're not going to put tariffs on? Because I figured that was a good way to see how much stuff we, we, we can't make here anymore. Bakery and biscuit ovens, spaghetti-making machinery. <laughs> this one's a, a big one. Brewery machines. So apparently we can't cook any bread, make any pasta, or brew 
any beer without the help of the Chinese, sugar-making machines in part, book-binding machines. I don't know who buys books. I'm probably the only one that buys a book anymore. Photocopiers. Central heating boilers. You may need those. Uh, foil. <laughs> no tinfoil helmets without the Chinese. Air conditioning frames. Fire extinguishers and fire extinguisher parts. Passenger and freight elevators. These are all things that we've declared untouchable. Snow plows and snow blowers. Golf carts. Apparently, I did not know. I don't know where they may. Sounds like we all the golf carts come from China. I don't know. We This one we know. Jukeboxes. I'll go through the rest of the list when we return. But believe me when I tell you, things are happening, and they're happening fast. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast launched by Phyllis Schlafly, who served as an articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Upholding that legacy and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Alarm bells are sounding across Major League Baseball as attendance at ball games has plummeted. Half of the Major League teams have already broken their records of 2017 for the smallest attendance at a game, including traditionally popular franchises like the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. The Miami Marlins are doing so poorly in attendance this season that they've repeatedly drawn less than 50% of their record-low attendance for all of last year. Baseball has been in a slow slide in fan attendance, and the dismal attendance last year was the lowest in 15 years. But the particularly poor start this year should spark some soul-searching about what has happened to our national pastime. The rules of baseball have not significantly changed over the past century, but the players certainly have. Today, baseball has become a sport for foreigners playing on workers' P-1 visas. Visas which are every bit as objectionable as the H-1B visas that Phyllis Schlafly and other Trump supporters have complained about for years. Roughly a quarter of all Major League Baseball consists today of foreign-born players, and an even higher percentage of foreigners have flooded the minor leagues. Today, some minor league rosters look more like a World Cup soccer team than a baseball squad. Owners have figured out they can sign foreign players to smaller bonuses and have greater strings attached than give nice contracts to American youngsters. The foreigners do not play baseball any better than Americans, and few of the foreign players are genuine Hall of Fame candidates. In sharp contrast with a quarter century ago, every baseball team today has a high-priced foreign player. Free traders brag about this as a model that Americans should imitate in other industries, but the reality is that fans prefer rooting for hometown heroes like Lou Gehrig, who grew up in New York City, played baseball for Columbia University, and then became the pride of the Yankees. Baseball inspired multiple generations of boys to play a healthy game that emphasizes the virtues of teamwork, patience, discipline, and following rules. But something is lost in the translation, and the motivation is lost when our visa programs are abused to reward foreigners rather than American youth. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. 
phyllisschlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. We're finding now all the things we can't do without the Chinese. Chainsaws and parts. Blowtorches. Cash registers. Non-refrigerated vending machines. It's just funny what's on those strobe light parts. Do we still use strobe lights? I guess we do. Cigarette making machines. Psychological aptitude testing apparatus. (laughs) We're all crazy. We don't need that. We know we're crazy. How about this one? Passenger boarding bridges. Other than the kinds used in airports. Now, I don't know any other kind, but I I guess they're out there. Dishwashers for domestic use. For you guys in the restaurants, I guess that those aren't covered. But the domestic dishwasher, apparently we can't do it without the Chinese. Uh, Health-related products. Vaccine. Defibrillators. Chemical contraceptive, diagnostic test, dental fillings, hearing aids, hormones are just a few that are on the list. It really is. It's incredible. These are all, by the way, so the, the following, those are all things that the Trump administration has exempted from the tariffs so far. Uh, right now, the, the Dow is down uh, 320 points, and most of it having to do with not necessarily the tariffs themselves, uh, but what it's doing to the stock valuations. And this is a very, you know, what someone brought up a great point, I think it was Jim Paulson today, saying the defensive stock. So, you know, the the go-to stuff. When Wall Street starts having trouble, right? Normally it'd be, you know, we know gold, the bonds, right? The bond market used to be a go-to place. Uh, but the, what we'll call the defensive stock, pharmaceutical, uh, energy, and, and really primarily like electric companies, things that, uh, consumer staples, things that really are only done here. Right, because the strong dollar is killing all the other companies. So if you don't have any business uh, outside of the U.S., then then it's supposedly good for you. It only makes up 11% of the market cap today. Historically, it's supposed to make up about 25%. So it could be one of those things. And I don't know, but it's a, it sounded logical to me that we could be in store for a a bigger-than-expected uh, battle, if you will, on Wall Street because the defensive stocks make up so little. In other words, so many people, everyone's buying Amazon, everybody's buying Netflix, everybody's buying Google, right? So the, the, the breadth of the market isn't very big. 
And these are all things that we have to keep in mind. But you've got to remember, really, at the end of the day, what are you preparing for when you're buying gold? What are you getting ready for? Well, one of the first things that comes to mind is endless printing of money. Right? Got that one covered. <laughs> Check that box. Right, We're going to break a record in a non-war year for the largest debt in United States history. In a non-war year, we are going to break the record. Oh, by the way, we'll break that record next year and the year after. And the year after. Assuming there's no war, we're going to break that record every year for like the next 20 years. Think about it. We've been talking about the bond market all year. Should yesterday be a surprise? Of course not. But you're saying, but double gold hasn't gone. It will. Right? They're, they're, you know, I, and again, you cannot be worried about what's happening day to day. Gold is on, and listen, gold's been on this path for this is year three. This is year three. Because, you know, remember now, gold went from, what, 01 to 2011. And think about all the things the Federal Reserve and the Central Bank, instead of letting all of this play out, letting companies go under, letting banks fail, and, and allowing us to reset what they did. They did QE1, QE2, QE3, twist and twist again, and, and all of the... Uh, money, the opening up of the Fed window, broad interest rates this year. They did, I mean, right, the list goes on and on and on and on. And then they claimed to have fixed it. <laughs> and now the fix, as they so eloquently like to say, is they're, they're going to normalize and nothing bad's going to happen. And they want to believe it. They do. I get it. Right? They wanted to believe Jay Powell on Wednesday when he said, oh, the economy's great. Today, they're not believing so much. How many articles have you seen about the Fed made a mistake? Does that surprise you? Ask yourself, really. I mean, and be honest. Be honest with yourself for one minute. When's the last time the Federal Reserve saw anything? Right? When Ben Bernanke couldn't spot the housing crisis. None of them saw the financial crisis either. Just ask them. And now today, what, the now, but today they went to the eye doctor, got their vision corrected, and they see wonderful doesn't work that way. Matter of fact, really, when you think about it, Japan had negative GDP in the first quarter. Europe slowing down. China slowing down. By the way, the Chinese stock market hit the lowest it's hit in over three years. Get ready. Buckle up. I told you the second half's going to be a wild ride. Because it just, it, it's not that easy. Right? Look at what we've already done, right? All these, 
whether it's Argentina or Mexico or Turkey or India, right? All of these come Brazil. All of these countries, these the, the BRIC countries that were the ones driving the growth, they're, they're all slowing. They're all hemorrhaging. And guess what? They're buying less and less U.S. debt. Patriot Radio News Hour. Think about what that really means. We'll be, we'll talk about it when we return. This just breaking Chinese Commerce Ministry. That's their trade. Announced this morning it is going to take countermeasures if the U.S. publishes an additional tariff list. In a statement posted on its website, the ministry said China will protect its interests taking both quantitative and qualitative measures against the move. Fresh threats of additional tariffs violate prior negotiations and consensus reached between the two countries, the ministry said. This practice of extreme pressure and blackmail deviates from the consensus reached by both parties on many occasions and is disappointing to the international community. The United States has initiated a trade war that violates market laws and is in not accordance with current global development trends. The ministry said that the country, while it does not want a war, is not afraid to engage in it. So what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, by the way, uh, what we have uh, proposed, just so you know, we had a 25% tariff on $50 billion worth of products. China responded with a similar tariff for a similar amount. This morning or last night, I, technically I think it was last night, the Trump administration announced $200 billion more goods with a 10% tariff. These goods have yet to be named. We don't know what they are. China came out this morning and says if the United States publishes the list of what they are, we're going to do what we need to do. I guess it's going to be on. So that's where we stand right now. One of the biggest things and threats out there well, China could do two things. Well, they could do a bunch of things, right? Number one, they could say, oh, we surrender, right, and and buy more stuff or what have you, right? I mean, that would be the first time. Of course, it didn't work the last time, so I'm not sure that that would work this time. Revalue their currency. Right? Remember, we called them a currency manipulator and all of those things. Well, one of the things I guess they could do is, well, we'll just revalue, you know, because they can, right? We'll just revalue our currency by 10%, and there you go, right? Sorry, right? Which would be devastating uh, for more American, right? More American companies would be heading over there in droves. The other issue is they could get rid of their treasuries, right? Some people call that the nuclear option. Maybe... Just may I don't know, uh, but I'm just speculating. 
what if China does? And they don't even have to get rid of all of them, right? I mean, if they just got rid of $100 billion, that would scare the you-know-what out of the market. If they did what Russia did and got rid of half of them, I, I, I don't know what we'd be looking at. I It's too scary for me to even comprehend. I mean, we probably have to pay, if you think about it, if China stopped coming and said, you know what, as these, as our, because remember now, most of the stuff they owned was in two-month, three-month, six-month notes. So next week, when these auctions occur, if China doesn't even, does the unthinkable and says, you know what, we're not rolling it over. And maybe they've got five billion of two month notes and ten billion of three month notes and eight billion of six month notes and they don't roll any of them over. You could see interest rates I mean I I would imagine would super spike. And if they came out and said, Hey, you know what, every week we're just not gonna we're not even forget about buying more. We're not even going to roll over what we already have. Which then means what? The size of the auctions would have to get so much bigger quickly, it'd be incredible. I don't know. I, I this is. But again, how did we get here? Who put us in this per- predicament? Why are we even in this situation? Right? And really, that's the real question. That's what we really need to be asking ourselves. The fact of the matter is, this is, you know, and you think about this quote-unquote trade war, this is how weak we truly are now. We've gotten to the point of ridiculousness, and you know what? Here's the thing. The market doesn't want to own up to it, right? They don't want you to believe it. But believe me when I tell you, that's a very, very, very real option. And we keep speculating, why did they start buying all this gold to begin with? I mean, I guess we could believe that they decide, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we like, you know, we're just going to just start buying a bunch of it and, and, you know, all of our consumers are going to buy, you know, all of them are walking around. Apparently in China, everyone walks around with a Mr. T starter kit. I don't know. I mean, it's unrealistic to believe that the Chinese are consuming this gold by buying necklaces and bracelets. We know that that's, we, we also, we know that's not what the Russians are doing with it. Right? I mean, what did they do? Officially now, what? They're up to fifth. Right? Because, you know, officially they're ahead of China. We know they're not. How much does China have? Is this it? Are we going to find out here in the next 18 to 24 months what the United States dollar is going to be reserved to? A real possibility. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh let me get a quick look here at the markets. Um Dow has been down. 
as much as 400 points, about 350 points. So uh, 24,600 and change. Uh, S&P's down 20, NASDAQ's down 65. Uh, gold's down $1.60. $1,274. And sixty cents. Silver is down ten cents at sixteen thirty-four. Yesterday we ran the Canadian ounce and a half, the Falcons, the polar bears, and the foxes. I still got some of those. You got to be very specific. Tell us which ones you want. Do you want the polar bear? Do you want the fox? Do you want the Falcon, do you want one of each or what have you? Uh, those are available. That they're four hundred and thirty-five dollars a roll. It's the cheapest price in the country on those items, bar none. We also have about forty U.S. five-dollar liberties. These are the gold pieces. These are the fractional gold pieces. Uh, and today they are three hundred. In $55 at 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, if you're looking at what is the best price uh, we have on, on gold right now, that would be the 20s uh, at 1310 So you can buy $20 gold at 1310 $5 gold at 355 uh, the polar bears are at 435 a roll. If you're looking for U.S. silver eagles, uh, those are, let me just tell you what those are right now, uh, 390 at 800-951-0592. And, and you know what is amazing? So I'm reading all this stuff today. And I'm reading, you know, depending on what analyst, this analyst says this, another one says that. Every one of them said China could dump treasuries. China could simply revamp, which I think they'll do both. I do. That's just what I think. Do I think they're going to go nuclear? I hope not. But here's the funny thing, and depending on who you, who you read or who you like, one guy says they're going to do it, another guy says they're not going to do it, what I say is, and what really is the most important thing, is how did we let it get this far? Now we're sitting there, and, and, let, and, and let's be truthful about it. If China decides to dump its treasury holdings, it's over. It is over. And this is the biggest problem that I see is this is how weak we really truly are. They may not do it today. I hope they don't. Right? I hope they don't do it tomorrow. I hope they don't do it next week, next month, or next year. But do I believe that this is what China is getting ready for? Absolutely. Do you know China hasn't added to its treasury holdings in years? They've been sitting here at about $1.2 trillion for almost a decade. Are they getting ready to dump them? You better have your gold before they do. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. 
We'll see what happens in the next 23 hours. Everyone take care. God bless. Have a great rest of your day.